0: What have you got there, mate? Just a glass of wine.
1: Alright, right. How is it?
0: It's alright, I guess. I mean, obviously it's not really delicious like a pint from Beer 52.
1: Well, it's a good job that this episode of Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is sponsored by Beer 52, the world's number one beer club. With Beer 52, you'll receive a case of beer every month featuring craft beers
0: from all over the world, including Belgium, California, New Zealand and more.
1: As well as getting eight free beers, you'll also receive the award-winning magazine Ferment, as well as a couple of different snacks. Perfect for a night in, or... An innocent picnic in the
0: park. For the last time, it was a picnic. You couldn't see the snacks. We had two different types
1: of snacks. Best of all, you can pause or cancel your membership at any time, so you don't need to worry about the ombudsman coming to get you if you want to take a break from your membership.
0: So seriously, what are you waiting for? If you want to get started with a free case of beer, head to beer52.com forward slash peep to access your first case for free. Eight beers, Beer 52. Eight! That's insane. All you need to do is pay the £5.95 for postage. And don't worry if you're not a fan of dark beers, there is
1: a light option available. So that's beer52.com forward slash peep to get your first Beer 52 case for free.
0: Poor me. Poor me. pour me another glass from Beer 52. Cheers. Cheers. To the final episode of series two of podcast secrets of the pharaohs a podcast all about discussing and reviewing the british sitcom peep show my name's tom harrison and i'm joined once again by rob graham hello here we go with the series finale episode six of series two which is called wedding the synopsis then when in a surprise turn of events nancy proposes in inverted commas to jeremy he can't believe his luck Unfortunately in her eyes though, it's purely an administrative procedure, as she faces an expired visa and doesn't want to return to the US. Jeremy agrees though, and so they throw together a wedding at the last minute. Mark, who's Jeremy's bit part best man, is also surprised when he learns that Sophie and Jeff are breaking up, but still struggles to get back in with her. So the final episode of the series, what did you think Rob?
1: I think it's a bit forgettable. (laughs) Really? I think it's... I'd never say any episode of Peep Show is a bad episode, but this is definitely, I think, has to be, for me, the weakest of the 12 episodes we've seen so far in terms of the way that it's... The sort of the plot of it... It doesn't... It it just... It doesn't feel like a a classic Peep Show episode to me at all. Um, I mean... I'm not gonna talk it down too much because I realise at this point people will just go, nah, I'm not gonna bother listening to <laughs> listening to the podcast. But it's not it's not it's not up there for me. I think there are there are good bits of it, as there are in every episode that we watch, but this definitely isn't a, a high point for me. I think the main joy I get out of this episode is seeing Mark sort of get the upper hand over Jeff. That yeah. I think that's my main sort of takeaway from this. Um, yeah, I
0: guess you're right. I suppose when you, you just think that one of them's getting married, in my head I have it as this big deal. Yeah. But actually, I suppose you're kind of right, really, that especially when you compare it to the other early episodes in the series, yeah. it doesn't end on the bang that... Not really that any episodes of Peep Show particularly end on a bang. That no. It particularly fizzles out compared to the others. But
1: actually, although the ending... Like you said, is a real sad ending to the to the series. It's a deserved ending to the series. Like <laughs> Jez deserves what happens to him. Right? Like, yeah. He although well, I feel Nancy's although, quite cruel. Oh yeah, and and I think I've made my opinion on Nancy perfectly clear as we've as we've gone through this. I can't stand Nancy, but yeah. ultimately she was just giving him the chance to go back to having sex with her, and admittedly he'd already cheated on her like before that. Plot spoiler for, for <laughs> later on whilst we're talking about it, but I think ch- if, if he if he's cheated on somebody, the way that this is ended, he's not going to be surprised by it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we may, maybe we can delve deeper into that into that yeah, as we get we further should. on through the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's get into it then.
0: So we open by the canal and Nancy is set to have a, a serious conversation with Jeremy
1: in the most cliche place possible
0: yeah and so and he acknowledges the, the sort of cliche nature of the setting and he's sort of mentally preparing himself for the worst and he, like I say he's noting the setting this is
2: bad very bad the canal perfect venue for the emotional bump-off because if I start screaming there's no one to hear on the plus side, she's obviously confident I'm not a potential murderer.
1: So Nancy interjects Jez's internal monologue by just sort of saying, Right, like, I need to talk to you about us. Um, and this just convinces Jez further that she's about to break up with him. Like, I don't think he sees what is about to happen coming. Yeah, um, he's saying to himself, here it comes, no yeah, blubbing. <laughs> yeah, and she turns to him and just says, would you consider marrying me? And and Jez, just for a second, seemed, well, not even for a second, for a, quite a while, seems to think... That this is all real, and his face just looks like a kid who's just been like offered sweets. Yeah, or he's like, over the moon. He's just like, oh my god, yes, like yes, <laughs> like seems to forget that he's literally this whole build-up has been. she's she's she said she's not she's not in it for yeah, a
0: legit purpose. She really quickly downplays it, saying it's just for like an admin procedure, and it's purely to avoid her expired visa
1: yeah and she says to him she's like obviously it wouldn't be a real wedding yeah and he seems genuinely surprised by that he's like oh it wouldn't yeah like as in like after all this about you basically saying that like i'm only really with you to like to shag you and then move on like this is weird. she she's already parred him off about being having a girlfriend boyfriend situation she, he still seems genuinely surprised but still up for it like when she says you realize it would only be an administrative procedure and he's yeah. just like the happiest administrative procedure of our lives like yeah. he's just like oh she's marrying me like th- this is still a big deal yeah and even he gets down on one knee doesn't yeah, he yeah <laughs> well she says to him she's like I've got a couple of gay guys that could do it and she just says I was like don't marry those gays marry me <laughs> yeah. and, yet he, and as he's saying marry me he pops down onto one
0: knee I feel so sad for Jeremy He's so blinded by this love for Nancy, and
1: I think we'll talk about it further as we go through. But I, th- he is, and I know that like love is a love is a fickle mistress, and like <laughs> that, that love is an emotion. But like he gets himself into so many pickles that you just, <laughs> you just think. I don't believe in karma, but I believe that Jess <laughs> Jess suffers a, as a result of karma in quite a few instances.
0: Yeah. So Jess is on cloud nine though and he gives Mark the shock of his life when Mark wanders in and he finds Jez cleaning the bathroom. Well,
1: Mark seems to have come back in a relatively chipper mood. He comes back and he's like, I've got Gladiator on DVD. it has got like added bonus scenes. He <laughs> yeah. like, starts rambling on about it and then finds that Jez is cleaning the bathroom, which Mark's obviously surprised about. As you're cleaning the bathroom.
3: That's right, my friend.
1: Why? Sex
3: slavery, murder, clear up.
1: um And Mark's yeah, clearly questioning his reasons, but it's very clear what his reason is straight away when Jez reveals that Nancy is moving in, and Je- uh, Mark's like, she's moving in, and he's like, yeah, as a natural precursor to us getting married on Friday. Yeah, he just, like, he saw, just like, slips like, it into conversation, um, and Mark's baffled, and he's like, why, like, why are you getting married? Yeah, um, and, and he's like. Because we love each other. And then again, does the same thing as just done Adds a little ending to the sentence. He's like, also partially for visa reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, <so> partially. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how he says that
0: about Nancy moving it in, he says, if it's all right with you, which I'm sure it will be, he just like completely rushes yeah. over that he's moving someone in. Well, like she's,
1: but she's basically been like his living, in quotes, fuck buddy
0: for like. Yeah. But I feel like this is even, this is like official. We've spoken about how this is Mark's flat, it's not Jeremy's to just move people in
1: yeah i think they have such a laissez-faire attitude to the rules in this well not rules in the flat but like jez seems to override what mark wants so often i don't think it really makes mm. a any difference anymore uh
0: but mark rightfully points out that nancy could be using him just for the visa and jez gets a bit spiteful here and we, we talked about how that how petty their relationship can be and he immediately then just takes
1: away Mark's role as best man. And yeah, it's really like unnecessary here. But then, but Mark turns around to him when when Jess says he's going to um, ask Superhands. Mark's just like, yeah, all right then. If that's the yeah. way you feel, like I'm not going to play your stupid game. Yeah, like fair, like fair play to Mark then, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> trusting Superhands with the responsibility of best man
1: might be the worst
0: decision.
1: Well, that he yeah, could make for that yeah. role. Um, and Jez turns to him. and He's like, you're just. You're just jealous, like he like he's like you want to get married to Sophie, and Mark sort of tries to cut him off, doesn't he? He's like, no, I don't like that's a, that's water under the bridge or whatever he says. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm totally and completely over Sophie. That sounds like somebody who's not. And like <laughs> to be honest, I and mean, we know where this episode goes, but like, why are we still at this point? Why are we still talking about Sophie and, and Mark? There is no Sophie and Mark. Like yeah. he's had so many times to try and, and get in there. At this point in the episode, I literally wrote in my notes for this episode, "Why are we still talking about this?" <laughs> like in the reality of us watching this without the without the context of further on the show, like yeah. that's dead and buried. It's, yeah, it's, it's dead and buried. Um, but he's adamant. That he's I mean, he's totally and completely over Sophie, and then Jez just turns around and says,
2: "Oh, sure." And I suppose that's
1: the reason why you
2: wrote her name on every single egg under the word bird.
0: It's one of my favourite lines of the whole episode, I, right there.
1: Yeah, I, like, I enjoy the fact they have toilet books. Like there's you don't some, go to many flats and households where they have a section of. They, they're like six or seven yeah. in that pile. I like, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll take the odd book to the toilet, but like <laughs> there's something grim,
0: I think, about a, a toilet library.
1: Yeah, it, the fact that it's actually <laughs> staying there. Yeah. Like I go, like I've been on places like cottages on holiday, and they've had like a toilet books. Like, in there, it, I'm just like...
0: I think it's weird. Yeah. I would not want to touch in, those books. In my
1: own house, it's slightly different. <laughs> like, but not, not like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's something quite weird about it.
0: I like how Mark just snatches the, the word bird book away as well. It's just like an, a complete argument ender there yeah. that Jez has come up That's with. not
1: happened. I've got it in hand now. <laughs> yeah, outside,
0: out of mind. Uh, so next, we cut to Mark and Hans together at, at the pub. That seems and it's, a very unlikely combo. It's Yeah, it's weird. I'm guessing... They're putting together plans for the stag that we'll see later. I don't even maybe. yeah,
1: I don't even know because I put this seems like a really unlikely combo even with Mark's ulterior motive. I, I do wonder what yeah what their initial plan was because when we see this the stag later on, it does seem more like it was a hash. Well, I mean to be fair, he yeah. they, I'm presume I'm presuming that they got engaged in inverted commas, like the Monday or Tuesday and the wedding was the Friday. Like, I'd imagine... Yeah. It was like a four or five-day turnaround. So they couldn't do really much for a st- for a stag. Yeah, that's a good point, um, actually. But even so, they've had time... Although I'm guessing, actually, because when they had this conversation, he says something about the weekend, doesn't he? So I'm guessing that this is probably the Monday after they've just got engaged over yeah, the weekend. Because he says probably. he had a long weekend looking at the mirror.
0: Yeah, you feel like a... Mark's gone with a... As you probably would, like
3: a quite a safe opener. night. Hey, super hands. what have you been up to?
2: Long weekend looking into the mirror. All
1: oh, right, bit of soul searching, was it?
2: Cocaine, Mark. Cocaine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mark is like oblivious to the drug reference. Um, and so Hans moves the conversation on and just says, fancy a go on the quizzy? Yeah. Right, shit some data out of that bunged up brain box of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do the buttons, you
0: do the answers and Seems uh, a good, good system. Yeah. So Mark's straight to the point though and he he wants to get Nancy out of the picture so he sort of tries to devise a plan and I like how Hans refers to her as Yoko. Well, he
1: well Mark harnesses onto the fact that Hans doesn't like Nancy. Like, it's clear that as soon as he brings him up. Yeah. Like as soon as sorry as soon as he brings her up it's clear that he Mark knows that Hans is going to be like Ba, 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 ba. And it's funny, so Hans refers
0: to Nancy as Yoko, but then Jez refers to yeah. Tony as Yoko.
1: No, he refers to... Oh, does he? Yeah, he refers to him and Nancy as John and Yoko together, doesn't he? When he's like, we're not going to get out of bed till all the problems in the world are solved.
0: Yeah, no, I'm on about when Jeremy's mad about... And he's saying like...
1: Um... Oh, I'm John. Yeah, but yeah.
0: Yoko's gone off with Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's a funny little reversal there. Yeah, cause... but yeah,
1: Hans clearly doesn't like her. Um, and he's just like hello um, hello marriage goodbye, goodbye recording major recording contract absolutely um, dreamland yeah. lives <laughs> <in."> <laughs> and then turns around and just goes she's got trouble written through like a stick of brighton rock yeah which i think is a great line <laughs> and so they keep so like hands clearly just wants to get on with the quiz like he's he's he's, he's going with it and mark and hands carry on this back and forth about nancy whilst interjecting every so often with the questions that hans has popping up on the screen and mark is very quick to answer all the questions including he sort of says uh, where would you find a diphthong um, yeah. and mark just gives the, the first answer that comes to his head when he's just like it's a it's a it's a part of speech yeah because he's not even using the multiple no, no no choice on the screen it's a part just of speech. and hans is really snappy to him he's like where would you find one? Like that's not the, that's not. You've not answered my question. He wants that jackpot. The yeah, time is he running out. Um, but they get to the end of the or towards the end of the quiz, and Hans is he doesn't seem keen on the plan.
0: Well, he accepts that it will be more believable if they say it's Hans got with Nancy yeah. than Mark. So the plan is quite a simple one: is we'll say that Nancy's cheated on him, and that will break his heart, and he'll call it off.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not a complicated plan at all, but it is a lot more believable for it to be Hans than, than Mark. But Hans quite rightly says, he's like, I don't want to come out fighting with just my Cockham hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, I think Hans is quite a cleverly funny character. He's got a lot of intellig- intelligence about him to actually make him quite funny. Um, but he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's right to have his doubts. Uh, and then they get to the last question of the quiz. Um, and Mark gets it right. So Mark answers the question right about uh, what was. What's the name? Have you got the name? Well, I can't remember the name of the character is. The
0: Tavy tikki tavi or yeah, something. Yeah, and, and
1: he's a mongoose and, and, and Hans is adamant he's a rat, but Mark crosses the line and Mark presses the button because he knows Hans is about to lose them the jackpot. Yeah. Um, and Hans just turns to him and is like, you crossed the line. See? I told you.
2: Yeah. But I was in charge of the buttons, Mark. I drew a line. You crossed that line. I'll have to have a think about you. I don't know if you can be trusted in a combat situation.
1: Um, so we then the scene changes, and unbelievably, Jeremy is at work. <laughs> he is at work, um, but he's uh, uh, in in Tony's words, he's a phone monkey. Um, yeah, so she's so he's working she's... for Tony, his former, in quotes, fuck buddy, former flame. We yeah. should point out
0: that this is Tony's last appearance in the show. Yeah,
1: both of the Tonys make their last appearances in these in this episode. So a
0: bit of a farewell,
1: and I have to say. I know you've you've got your thoughts now. I'm not particularly sad to see the back of Tony. Yeah, good riddance. Tony. She's been a good plot point for as long as she's been in it, but I feel like she obviously was... she has a major role in this episode's plot. Yeah, towards the end of this episode's but plot. But I feel like
0: but... she's kind of faded in terms of like relevance to the plot. Like we sort of moved on now. Like Nancy it... came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... And especially
1: after what happens in this episode, I think she's run her course. Like, yeah. There's nowhere else for her character to really go. But Tony is very. Sort of has a bit of back and forth with Jez about, like, she always needs more phone monkeys. Um And, like, he's seems, I say, more than happy to be working. I don't think he really is, is he?
0: Well, I, I like how he says, they're talking about, like, getting into work. And Jeremy's saying, oh, you would not believe how hard it is to get into train as an architecting.
1: Which I absolutely love. <laughs> <laughs> um But then he gets on to talking about Nancy. And Tony turns to him and like, how is the Yank?" She started spanking your plank again yet? Which I find really weird that she knows that Jez is on a sex ban. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Why does does Tony know that? Because as far as I'm aware, when that happened, the the last time we saw Tony was at the dance class. So it's strange that he's obviously spoken to her about it, which maybe makes what happens in this episode less of a surprise. Yeah,
0: I suppose because... Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't show us that, really, because Jeremy's quite a simple sort of follow your natural desires kind of yeah, guy. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see him just run to Tony like yeah. quite quickly afterwards. But
1: this is how we discover that they still are on a sex ban. Um so we cut from this scene to Sophie and Mark having lunch. Yeah, they're on a sort of like a friend date thing. Yeah, but it seems <laughs> a strange move from the end of the last episode. But yeah, like, very yeah. weird. And so but but Sophie and we talk, I mean we could literally do like three or four episodes just on Sophie and Mark. <laughs> yeah. Just on their their relationship, but they have a very. She has a very up and down character. Like she is constantly just. like, I can't make her out. Like this scene with him, she seems like genuinely like matey and stuff with him. It's quite nice, and she seems quite jovial and light hearted. And I mean, I know we she talked about really before yeah, me. We started talking about this
0: before we recorded. Um, I just. Uh, I don't get it. Like you say, she's like really up and down, and just her. I don't know, the way she speaks, like, even her facial expressions, everything about her is just, this isn't the Sophie we've seen before. She's really,
1: like, um, kind of, like, sickly sweet. I think with Sophie, her character in the episode just seems to fit whatever the plot needs it to fit. So if we need Sophie to be a bitch, she's a bitch. Yeah. If it needs Sophie to be all like this, is like she is in this episode, if we need it to be an emotional wreck, she is... I, I don't feel like at this point she's, although she is absolutely central to the plot, her emotional state and her uh, mood doesn't seem to have any bearing on anything. Like, she her, her mood is just set by what we need it to be in that episode.
0: Mm. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, she's very all over the place, like every
0: episode seems to be it's like, just like really inconsistent
1: yeah but that goes all the way through like we've got her in the show for the whole nine yeah. series really and she is like that apart from when surprised like maybe unsurprisingly when she's in a serious serious relationship with mark her mood sort of plateaus a bit but yeah that's maybe just because his mood is is or his life is relatively just like flat yeah
0: yeah, she's a character that's sort of built a bit on like a rocky foundation. I feel yeah, like we don't really know what Sophie's about until probably when they get together. Yeah,
1: well, when we when we do a character bio on her in in later that's
0: months, that to be a long one. It will ain't. be. <laughs> Um, but, so she's, they're just chatting away, it's all friendly.
3: I can't believe you wanted to meet for lunch. You really meant it about being friends. Of
0: course I meant it, Mark, so how have you been?
3: Fine, fine. The human being's basic needs are really very simple. Food, liquid, entertainment, and the release of fluids at regular intervals. What Grim. a great way
1: of, uh,
0: speaking about pissing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she asks about his love life, and he comes out again, another good line, it's, Love life may be a rather grandiose term for staring at women on the bus. <laughs> And uh, like I was saying about Safety being weird in this, like, she tries to hook him up with her friend. Karen, who's across, across
1: the room. And she points well, it's out... it's not her friend, is it? It's a friend of Nancy's.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it, uh, just her... She doesn't
1: seem like the sort of person that would be friends with Nancy, by the way.
0: Um, I don't know. I suppose we don't really get to know Karen. No, well, we're only we only really
1: see her in this episode, don't we, so... She seems very, um... Very normal. She's a, a proper Mitchell and Webb actress as well. She's she's in quite a few of the. She's in their their feature movie. They did Magicians, I think it's called. Um, oh, I've not actually seen that. Um, and then she's in quite a few of the Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. Uh, like that Mitchell and Webb look, um, as is Olivia Coleman, yeah. and as is um, Patterson Joseph who plays Johnson as well. So those they they all sort of mingle in. With, with all of the projects that Mitchell and Webb seem to do. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, she's trying to ho- hook Mark up with this, this Karen who's across the room, and she's doing that really annoying, like...
0: You like
1: her. I don't necessarily like her.
0: Yes, you do. Go and talk to her and tell her you like her hair. Yeah. Like, it's so annoying. It is. And go and tell her you like her hair. Like the... Buddy, five year old. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just so weird. And she becomes very like childlike in certain moments, like this scene in particular.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just that like not the childlike view of love because I don't think she does. I think she's like she's mature enough to understand. Yeah, no, like... I
0: don't mean like that. Just like her mannerisms <clears throat> sometimes can be very. And the faces she pulls, is that the way she speaks? Oh, I just I don't know. Well, I think it, that's it annoys why I, me.
1: I said in episode, in series one, I think I talked about her being a bit simple, didn't I? Um, and I mm. think that's maybe what I mean, is like she just portrays this a bit of an idiot really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mark, sort of in his internal monologues, like, I can't do that. I'm not an Italian builder. Um, Yeah,
0: but she drags this poor woman over across the room and, um,
1: yeah, like you say, Mark doesn't want to do it. We talked about before, Mark needs to have an action plan. Mark needs to know how he's strategically going to get the girl and meeting a girl in a coffee shop is not his idea of fun.
3: No. It's not his idea
1: at all. Yeah. Um, And, like, you can hear this in his voice, like his monologue as Karen's walking over.
3: Oh, God, this is terrible. Maybe it'll go really well and I'll have a double wedding with Jeremy on Friday. Oh no, she's coming. Must think words, funny words. It's, it's again, it's that just completely. Yeah, it goes from one extreme to the other. Yeah, it's um, so
1: characteristic of and, him. And uh, he's he's going. Must think words, funny words. Like he's tr- he's trying oh, to. This is so crazy. He's trying to plot, and so as uh, as Karen walks over. His only line that he can think of is like, hey, what's with all the coffee? Look at all this coffee, what's all this coffee? Like, it's so, oh, I can't bear how awkward it is. Listen, I'm just going to go over to my stupid
3: friend and give her a good shake. But if you ever want to call
1: me about anything, then I'm in the book. Mark Corrigan. And that's such a that's such a uh, reference of the time because phone books are just not something that people have anymore. Oh, like, uh, yeah, this like it the yellow pages uh, or the little thing that you used to get dropped round once a year by the by the uh, like the paper boy. Yeah, it um, definitely
0: dates the episode yeah, that yeah. reference in particular. Um, but he acknowledges all oh, oh, too formal, lighting things up, and then he does this like painful wink at her. And then he's just like, oh no, light, not slimy. And this is all
1: happening as in, in his monologue, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And so he tries to retract the wink. He does this weird like twitch. Thing. Well, he,
1: in his monologue, he goes unless, and yeah. then like, and then does yeah, does the weird twitching, and then just in his internal monologue, still just like ah, twitching freak. Yeah. Works every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we leave that awkward situation to another. What seems like another awkward situation, which is Jez's stag do.
0: This is like one of the most disappointing, like, understated stag dudes. Although, like well, we say, it's been a few days. Yeah, to and, plan. And, and Jez
1: is going like, who needs Amsterdam? Like, he, he's trying to make the best of a bad situation. Or do you um, think he's being a bit passive aggressive? I don't. What's he expecting?
0: I guess. I just like the way he says it, it's like, oh, like, who needs to go off to Amsterdam? It just seems a bit like. Yeah, but <laughs> these these are eight, the this this is
1: Hans and Mark trying to organise it. They spent most of the time trying to organise how they're going to stitch Jess up. <laughs> yeah, like how how they're going to if They've organised it on four days. It's a bit different to like you organising my stag do in like a like having a year to do it. Yeah, it's a bit different from that. So yeah, they're sitting in the pub and Hans basically almost reads uh, re- reads what Jess is thinking. He's like like it's just a load of guys in an old boozer, loving it. <laughs> yeah, like. He's trying to make the best of what the situation that they're in.
0: We get a little view of who's there as well. And I there's... barely
1: recognise Jez and Hans, Mark, and then T- uh, Tony, as in Tony's husband.
0: Yeah, male Tony, surprisingly he's yeah, there. Yeah, really surprising that he's there.
1: But I'm guessing they've just, r- like, rung around all the people that are just in the vicinity.
0: Yeah, I suppose they don't really have a circle of mates, do they? Like no, and and, no, 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 no. Um, scraping the barrel a bit. No, a and, and the
1: guy that we get introduced to in a minute is Sam. And when they talk about Sam, uh, Han says, "Oh, he's a mate of Darren's." And we don't know who Darren is either.
0: I'm assuming he's the other guy at the table. Yeah, but we, we don't know going... who he is, do we? Yeah, like, he's, I would he's not somebody else we know
1: either. Um, but they're all they're all in the stag spirit. They're all wearing moustaches, aren't they? Um, yeah. Uh, Mark is obviously Hitler. <laughs> he obviously keeps that keeps keeps hold of that for any special occasion. And straight away, like we talked to in episode five about how Mark can't wait for anything. He just has to get straight to the point. Like, he can't let anyone enjoy a moment or do the foreplay, for want of a better <laughs> yeah. word, to a situation. You can't do the groundwork. He just turns straight to Hans. And he's like, it's about time you had that conversation with Jez. Um, yeah. But as, as Hans is just going, like, really? Like, now? Like, the tequila slammer's come out. Yeah. And perfect. so he just manages. He's like, hey, slammer's! Yeah. Um... But I'm one like, of
0: them doesn't fancy the drink. No,
1: Sam the Buddhist is not like he's. I'm not going to slam. Like, it's a Buddhist thing. I've got a little
0: bit of trivia here for um for Sam the Buddhist. It, it appears to be a bit of a nod to Sam Bain, who's one of the writers oh. is a, a Buddhist himself. So it seems to be a little like nod and a oh, wink. I did not know that towards Sam Bain. Oh. So uh, yeah, quite a little clever thing there. But yeah, so he doesn't want to slam because he says he doesn't drink. It's a it's a
1: Buddhist thing, but he gets peer pressured by all of them, uh, including Mark. Come on, it's a stag night. You've got to slam on a stag night. Slam, 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 slam,
2: slam, 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 slam,
1: slam, slam, slam,
2: slam. Ah! Ouch! Thinking maybe Buddha wasn't too pleased.
1: Doesn't seem to tap the glass down as particularly hard on the table. Yeah, and it just and it just goes straight through his hand um so they rush him off to the hospital but before they rush off i noticed um and again this dates the episode that hans is lighting up a fag so obviously this would have been like 2004 so it would have been pre-smoking ban um and so yeah i just picked up on hans having a having a, a cheeky drag of his cigarette um so yeah they rush off to the hospital i don't know why they've all gone like he's a grown man. Why have all three of them gone to the hospital with him?
0: Well, I expect Jeremy comes when he does come back shortly. He says that, oh, like this is like a like, crazy night, like this will be a bit of a story yeah. to tell for the stag. Um, but before he does, Jez does come back. Mark's again trying to get Hans to sort of like execute the plan to get rid of Nancy, yeah. and Hans is sort of having these second thoughts. Um, and then Jeremy does arrive, tells him that Sam will be out in an hour or two. And he's like, oh, night to remember or what? Yeah, Jess
1: seems really happy. This makes what's about to happen even worse.
0: Yeah, so Hans comes out with it.
1: Can I point out, Hans is drinking. Hans has got a can of like carling. <laughs> yeah, his he hands. does. Isn't he? The stag's
0: still going as far as Well <laughs> But Hannah's he's gone and picked
1: that up. He must have gone and picked that up. He's not going to have had a can of carling in a pub. <laughs> yeah, stopped on the way. Yeah. <laughs> They've got their taxi the or the office. ambulance to go and get, go and get them a, like a can. Um, so yeah, Jess seems really happy and Mark very quickly like nudges Hans in the direction of s- explaining what has what, yeah. happened. So Hans
0: comes out with this story.
2: Yeah, it's about Nancy. I know you two aren't doing it and uh, it must have got to her because the other day... He sucked me off while I was having a whittle.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: whittle is an underrated <laughs> word.
0: And uh, Jeremy just, like, breaks down. Yeah. Like, this wasn't the reaction I was expecting. Like, I knew he would, I knew it would sort of crush him, but I wasn't expecting, like, he is heartbroken. Like, he sobs, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, and
1: he, we talked about him being quite a emotionally immature character. We've talked about it quite a few times. But he seems to have forgotten over and over again that this wedding, this stag do, is all for show.
0: Yeah, he's really fallen for Nancy, despite her consistently
2: lukewarm.
0: Yeah, and this becomes him.
1: perfectly clear here when he's just like, "I love
2: her. I really love her. What am I gonna do?
3: You'd have forgotten her in a week. <laughs> you, you know what you like, you, you big idiot.
1: <laughs> Everything's turned from gold. It's a shit." Wrote I wrote down like this is heartbreaking watching Jez cry like it's really Mm. really sad, even though he knows it's fake, it's still sad to watch. And Hans even says like he even carries on with it. I wouldn't lie about something like this. And then he just drags Mark into his emotional like. Yeah, he's like Mark saw the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously feels like he needs to be dragged down with it. Yeah. Um, And they realise when Jez is like crying inconsolably. (laughs) they've taken it too far um, and Mark's like oh, it, was, it was it was, just a joke yeah um,
0: Hans is like yeah we stagged you got good and proper <laughs>
1: and Jesse's <is> so annoyed
0: <laughs> yeah he's like oh you guy like brilliant you, you fucking guy yeah, but you can
1: see from his face he's absolutely fused. yeah
0: he's like oh yeah you got me alright yeah
1: <laughs> um, so without without a moment's notice we are heading off to their wedding because they've had the stag do and then presumably the wedding as happens in all TV shows the stag do is always the night before the actual yeah. wedding um, this
0: uh, register office looks so drab. <laughs>
1: it looks, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I can't... Registry offices up and down the land aren't always the most picturesque places. I've well, been...
0: no, it's sort of what you expect, really,
3: isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's just, a, it's just an office, isn't it, um, in this in this instance. Um, but we arrive at the wedding, and doing a quick sort of scout of the room, we don't really recognise many of the people. There aren't many people in the room, but we don't recognise many of the people. We sort of see the front row of uh, Mark, the Tonys... And, and hands and Sam the Buddhist, yeah. Um, and then apart yeah, from that, we don't really recognise anyone. Yeah. Um, we thought that like,
0: maybe would his mum be there, but I think we, we've touched on how that again, like the the focal point of this episode is Jeremy's wedding, yeah. so to introduce her mum, maybe a bit of a waste. Yeah. But it's I feel like it's weird that his aunt is there, but his mother isn't. It just seems a little bit like they could have maybe worked around yeah, that a bit more sort of clean. It would made. almost
1: have been better if none of the family had been there. Yeah. Or, like, it had been a massive thing to him. It would almost have been funny if, like, his side had been, like, his friends and then, like, his mum, obviously not his dad, but like his mum, his sister, his his nephew, like, yeah. the whole shebang and then no one on Nancy's side.
0: Yeah, because Jeremy... Because he's so happy about this wedding. He would have find But yeah. he'd
1: invite people on four days' notice, so...
0: Yeah, but you would think like his mum would come like for his, her son's wedding.
1: Yeah, possibly, but on four days' notice, she's probably like on a cruise around the Caribbean or something. Like,
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't we, know. we don't know her.
1: at this point. We don't know anything about her. Yeah, we, really?
0: well, I'm glad that they they save it because, like we've said before, like Jeremy's mum deserves her own like episode. really. Yeah.
1: but like you said, he's taking it way more seriously than she is. He's in a really nice suit. Like I say, I, okay, I say a really nice suit. It's a shocking suit. But he's, but made, the he's made the effort. Whereas um, Nancy He's is... in like a proper tux. Um, yeah. And she's just in a mini skirt and like a blue like, top, and she?
0: Yeah, what we see her in pretty much every scene, Yeah, basically. absolutely.
1: So. Um, and we, we, we switch from them walking down the the aisle, if I want of a better yeah. word, um, to Tony, Tony and Mark sitting there together discussing, well, they're not discussing, male Tony is saying like how nice Nancy yeah, looks. Yeah, even though
0: she's in everyday yeah. clothing, uh, like, oh, and she looks nice. And his she?
1: wife, that he's only recently just got back with, is sitting next to him.
3: She looks lovely, doesn't she? Yeah. Jesus, didn't realise I was with the fucking Nancy Appreciation Society.
0: Tony, if you'd like to bang her, why don't you just come out and say it?
3: Okay. I would like to bang
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. his face as well exactly yeah. like, so like just They're just cold. in an absolutely
1: loveless, hate filled relationship, aren't they? Tony and Tony. Yeah. It's such a messed up relationship. But Tony's face, female Tony's face, is just like, Oh, oh like, I wasn't expecting you to do it. Like, why weren't you expecting him to do it? You yeah. slept with someone in front of him. Yeah. Like your relationship is so messed up.
0: She really seems to hate Nancy, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, because, she, be, 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 because she, knew, she knew that before, Jez was her go-to guy. Yeah. Like she had Jez working like a lapdog. Jez is everyone's lapdog.
0: And now everyone likes Nancy instead. Yeah, because
1: it's... Nancy's the pretty American, isn't she? Yeah. And, and, and Tony's the mumsy girl next door, as we talked mm. about before. So they, they walk up to the, the front, and, and Nancy's like, we're here to get married, as though, as though it wasn't obvious. Why was <laughs> yeah. Um, although her outfit might suggest otherwise. And... Jez explains to the registrar that he's like, right. Instead of saying I do, can we say do I? <laughs> and the registrar isn't particularly keen. It's like you shouldn't. You should have spoken to somebody about this before. <laughs> um, and so we we get on with the wedding. And when it gets to the bits where he needs to say his vows, he goes, Do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she just he just gets a stern look from the registrar. So he changes it to I do. And then he gives a quick look back to Nancy and just mouths like, do I? <laughs> yeah, and I like
0: he turns to Hans as well. He does this like, um, oh, he like does like a, weird, gesture, like, like a weird, like heavy on, rock, sort of, yeah, yeah. a heavy rock, yeah, heavy metal type thing. And yeah. Hans does it back and they're like, yeah,
1: like check me out. <laughs> yeah. And whilst this is all going on, Mark's just not listening at all, is he? And we get a monologue of Mark just being like, where's Sophie? And yeah, that's a fair point. So... Where is Sophie?
0: Well, we're, we're going to well, find actually, out Well, she, actually, she's
1: Nancy's friend, isn't she? Even if at this point she's not really Mark's. She is Nancy's friend. Mm. Yeah, she should be there. Really, yeah, it's quite strange. So the wedding sort of comes to an end, and Jez is talking to the to Auntie Helen. Yeah, um, the most
0: depressing reception ever. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And he's sort of explaining. He's like, "What? Like, who are we doing it for? Like, ourselves or the tourist board?" Like, he's he, he's trying to justify the level of the wedding that they're having.
0: Yeah. Um, Nancy's so rude to his aunt when he's like, "Oh, come over here, say hello, Nance," and she's just like, "Hi." Listen, Jez, like I've got to go. It, like she
1: just completely dismisses. But but to to to, her, to all she needed from this was to her for her just to go into somewhere sign a piece of paper. She's illegally she's legally allowed to stay in the country now. That was what she was trying to achieve from this. Yeah, I just she's feel like she's, she's so a, yeah. Yeah. cruel in and like, this. Yeah, like we both said, we really hate Nancy after this episode. She's she really doesn't do herself any favors yeah
0: um, so to abandon the wedding for a job interview I for just feel a health
1: like, club receptionist like yeah. no 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 disrespect to a health club receptionist there are
0: well it's just any job interview on your wedding day that's a oh yeah a, a new but low. but
1: even but even if it was like oh i'm going to go and be like the manager of somewhere like this is something i couldn't rearrange because ultimately they have organized this wedding on four days notice but yeah either way she's just like if i get there by four they'll in they'll like they'll consider me
0: um, yeah, it's just a complete lack of respect for Jeremy. And though.
1: Jeremy's completely blindsided by it, because he's just like, you're not going. Yeah. And she's she's like, right, yeah. Right. It doesn't do anything to make the wedding seem any more legit. Yeah. Which is quite strange. Um, <laughs> I also
0: and- want to make a quick note on uh, Nancy saying that she has to get there by four, because even though she's underqualified...
1: How can you be the... underqualified to be a <laughs> health club receptionist? Yeah. Can you operate a computer? <laughs> yeah,
0: it just have to just be like.
1: Can you direct people to their lockers? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't. I can't imagine. Like I said, no disrespect to them. I can't imagine it's a particularly taxing job. <laughs> but he walks off. Uh, sorry, she walks off, and he sort of shouts after us like, "Bye, Mrs. Osborne." Yeah. Uh, which on I think with the wedding. Yeah, which I think <laughs> is. Um. Um. But he just. He's, yeah. Like you said, he says, on with the wedding." But before he says that, he turns around to his um aunt. Is like, it's a biggie. Like, because she obviously seems really surprised that Nancy's gone. Yeah, he's trying to justify why she's abandoned yeah. the happiest administrative <laughs> procedure of their lives. Yeah. Um. So we go into the ad break, and following the ad break, uh, Mark is wandering into the toilets at the wedding reception to check on, or well, presumably go and find Jeremy. Yeah. Because he, he can't find him. Um. And when he gets there, he realises, or finds out from, from Jez, that Superhands has taken four grams of coke to... In quotes, relax him for his speech. No grams. Now, now... That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> now, you and I have sort of discussed this before we started recording. Neither of us have ever uh, taken cocaine. But I. I, I <laughs> yeah, we... quick side note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we did discuss that we're like, like Tom said to me, I was like, is four grams quite a lot of coke? And I was like, yeah, four grams is quite a lot of coke. Like, that's, that's a lot of coke. Um, and even hands is absolutely wrecked. Yeah, if it's too much for hands,
0: and we see his face... Who like, did, like,
1: a five, six-day crack binge.
0: Yeah, like, this is...
1: That, that, picture, that picture is so used now, though. The picture of him just, like, completely, like... Yeah. ...fucked in the toilet. <laughs> um, and this is really interesting, this bit. Like, Jez seems to really have an epiphany almost realising that this is maybe not... that we don't need to go through with doing the speeches and all this sort of stuff. He's, he seems to be coming to terms with the fact it's a bit of a sham. Mm. Um, but Mark is the one who insists on, like, no, we must continue with it. Like, on with the show. Like, let's... Yeah. Like, I, I believe in you. Let's go and do this speech. I'll, I'll, I'll model up a speech. Yeah, um, he steps in, and I like how uh, they hug. Yeah, and it, and it seems te- like
0: a really like sometimes when they hug in the show, it's a little bit awkward. But this seems like a genuine like Mark's like come is, on, as awkward as when I've they got, got off back. at the uh, at the boat house. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I quite like it. It's quite a sincere hug. It's, yeah, um...
1: yeah. I think I think Mark is Mark's seen Jez cry, which I can't imagine happens very often. Yeah, and may be realizing that Jez is feeling slightly like emotionally fragile. Yeah, he needs to pick me up. So
0: Mark has to throw together a speech uh, with about a moment's notice. And so they arrive and, um, yeah, let's get into the speech then.
3: So, ladies and gentlemen, you'll forgive me. I I haven't prepared a proper speech. But then uh, perhaps that's appropriate since this isn't a proper wedding. Or so the cynics may say. But I say to those cynics, "Listen, cynics, this is the modern world, and just because it's new and and strange and unnerving, doesn't mean it's not brilliant." Brilliant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he makes references to ancient Rome, and they had Cupid, and in modern days it's the Home Office. And then he makes a joke, doesn't he, about love is blind. And then quickly has to cover his
3: tracks.
1: Yeah, because he makes a comment. Well, he he talks about the home office, isn't he? And then he says about being blind. Oh, I love being blind. And then so that's a reference to, or he even says it's a reference to David, not a reference to David Blunkett. Now, for our UK non-UK listeners, David Blunkett was the home secretary, um, but he was blind, and that he was the first sort of blind politician in mainstream UK politics. So, but Mark being the Sort of quite politically correct person, although he says he hates political correctness. <laughs> the, this, the, the political correctness of the fact that people might think he's mocking a blind person is a bit too much. for
0: him. Yeah. So he has to go like, oh, no, seriously, I would never make that joke. Yeah. It's too late. Like, people are already like sort of chuckling in the crowd. Yeah. To be fair, like if he can get like this is a really last minute speech, so
1: <laughs> if he's get any laughs from it, like
0: <laughs> yeah, at least he's got a laugh, even if it was unintentional. Yeah. Um. So he then. Goes to turn to the happy couple, and Nancy's obviously missing. How
1: has he just noticed that Nancy's not there though? <laughs> yeah, like I he don't know. walked, he presumably walked out of the toilets with Jez.
0: Like, I assume like, though he's just in a state of panic. Like what the yeah, hell am yeah. I going to say? Yeah. So he turns and he's like, oh, so where, where's Nancy? And he just like job interview, health club, it's a biggie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I say to Nancy, good good luck with the interview. And I say to Jeremy, good luck with the marriage. <laughs> 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 so, oh, he needs far more than luck for this. Um, and he says, "I think the rest of us can unite in saying two fingers to the cynics and raising our glasses to true love." <laughs> and then uh, uh, the DJ then starts to spin for their first dance.
1: Yeah, and then look at the, we look over and see the top table. That top table is just like a, a, like a little like wooden like wooden table in a yeah in like a uh, ta- uh, village hall or something like. There's nothing special about it. Um, but yeah, that first dance is so painful. Yeah, he's like,
0: so this one's for Jeremy and Nancy. And, and like,
1: Nancy
0: There's a random. Yeah. And Jeremy's just there, like, on his own. I feel it's so bad for him. But his dancing is great. Yeah. Just how he awkwardly shuffles. <laughs> a bit of a shimmy, yeah. Yeah, uh, like,
1: this has become a bit of a gift going now, isn't yeah. it? That's quite common. Um, um, so we head over to Mark and uh, Sam the Buddhist having a, a bit of a conversation. And Sam's talking about how he shouldn't be a machine in bed just because he meditates, and uh,
0: he's always talking about how he's a Buddhist. It's kind of like um, I don't want to hate on the vegans, but like when vegans yeah, yeah, already yeah. talk about being vegan, like it seems to be. Look at me, only, I'm different. Yeah, it yeah. seems to be like he's just so. It's my up one in his, interesting so it, thing about me, so yeah. I'm just going to go on about
1: it. Yeah. Um, so we see them having a conversation, and we see Karen, the lady from the coffee shop again, um, and Mark, Mark. Acts really normal here. Like, he does
0: really well, I think. Yeah, he's just
1: like, yeah, really good to see you. Like, he apologises for his weirdness at the coffee shop. He makes a great joke. Over, he's just like, I've got over the twitch. It was good to see you in
3: Geno's. Got over the twitch, by the way. Next time I have acupuncture, I'll get someone else to do it for me.
1: <laughs> That's really, a good like, joke. He's but... really natural. He's going really well, but he's acutely aware of the fact that it is going well. Yeah. In his internal monologue. And then, yeah, then he ruins it in his internal monologue, I think. Yeah, and then he just goes straight to the point, isn't he? Like, But he directly asks her out. Like, that's so for, not what we've seen.
0: Yeah, for a woman he barely knows, this is, like, <clears throat> astounding to me. Yeah,
1: and as as he's asking her out, we see, obviously he doesn't, but we see Sophie sort of, like, appear, appear yeah. in the background. And it takes a couple of seconds for her to make it to the foreground of the shot.
0: So, I just want to say... So, Karen says yes, and again, just proof that a bit of confidence yeah, would do Mark absolutely. the world
3: of good, but then his monologue ruins it. Hey, look at me go. I'm charming. I'm a natural. Maybe I should try it on someone better looking.
1: I just think, oh, do you... Shut a, up. Yeah, do yeah. Mark. Um, so Sophie turns up. She's obviously been crying um, and reveals quite quickly that she's broken up with Jeff, um, and says it's finally over. Like... We still presume that they've only been together, like, six weeks. It's not like she's... It, it it makes it sound like she's been stuck in this relationship.
0: Yeah, I suppose we're not sure how long passes between each episode.
1: No, and also, maybe when she's saying it's finally over, she's meaning, like, the whole, like, arguing bit that's happened following him cheating on her.
0: Yeah. What I do love, though, is while she's sort of giving this quite serious... Uh, like, breaking this serious news, if you look over... Safy's shoulder, you can see Jez dancing. Yeah, he just appears from behind, doesn't he? Anything with Jez dancing, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a big fan of Jez's dancing. So it's a Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you've not noticed it before, definitely uh, go back and check it.
1: Yeah, and Mark sort of checks that she's okay, but in his internal monologue, he's going like, "That wasn't convincing." Yeah, like, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't very convincing." Um, but they sort of, they sort of cheers to so, sort of saying bollocks to love. Um, yeah. and Mark joins in with it but at that point I think he then turns and just goes I love you so much it in his head just goes I love you so much yeah he backtracks so fast out of this date with Karen yeah. is
0: unreal or he tries to at least and like just treat. He, so Karen breaks the news to Sophie that they've arranged to go on a date actually like just now yeah and Mark's like oh yeah but, you anyone, know, anyone come. can come like you can come and then goes to set her up like, stupidly. Yeah, completely then,
1: kaputs his own plan.
0: Yeah, sets her up with Sam the Buddhist.
3: And then he realises his mistake. Brilliant. <laughs> the woman you love has only been single for a few minutes, but already you've found her a nice new boyfriend. Nice work, Mr. Fucking Stupid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and Sam again points out the fact that he's a Buddhist by, like... Just, like, points out that he's not, like, a tantric Superman. Like, just because he yeah. meditates and does yoga, that he's not going to be some sort of, like, machine in bed. Um, Sam. Honestly, yeah. Good. He's a good one-episode character. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we we head from the wedding very quickly back to the monotony of everyday life, and Nancy is moving the flat around.
0: Yeah, she's making her mark uh, as the wife. Yeah, <laughs> moving
1: the chair. The chair would look great here. She's moving it like half a meter across the room. Yeah. Um. And Jez makes a reference, like all newlyweds do, when he's like, "Mark, my my wife is asking us a question." <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think is quite sweet, actually, of Jez. Like I think it is just a bit like she's my wife. Like I've yeah. got a wife. You haven't got a wife. I've got <laughs> a wife. Yeah, it does um, feel a bit like that. But it turns out that Nancy doobie do. She does doobie doo And they're a little like bicker between them, don't they? With like really passive aggressive. Nancy, it's lovely
2: you doobie doing. But do you think you could hold on till this is over?
1: Do I do be do? I didn't think I did. You do. Really?
2: You definitely do. You were just do be doing all over the place.
1: If you think I was, I'll stop.
2: And then
0: like Mark has been reading the paper the whole time. He then the only line of the scene
1: he just looks at us it, like she definitely was. I know.
2: We know. It's okay. We know.
1: Well, he knows better than to actually get involved with an argu an argument, but. He knows better than couple, to get involved sort of. with a couple like Bicker, And we go back, back right back to Jez back at work. Yes, um, to, uh, Tony's, Tony's asking how it's all going.
3: So, how do you feel it's going Jez? What do you make of the big bad world of media sales?
2: I feel like every day quite a big part of me dies forever.
1: I think there's quite a clever camera shot as they come into this. So we see Jez standing at the back of the office and the shot of Tony is of her, like, bending over slightly. Like, he's lo- he's looking at her, and she's sort of, like, not necessarily doing it deliberately bending over, but he's very much looking at her in a slightly... I took it as him looking at her in a slightly, like, sexual way.
0: Right, yeah, the yeah, The fact yeah. that she's,
1: like, bent over a desk. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> without being crude about it. <laughs>
0: well, like we've... Like you pointed out earlier, he's not. he's still on the, sort of, no sex... Yeah. Or whatever it is with Nancy, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so she tries to pry about his marriage, like he's like how's how how he finding the job, but then very quickly goes on to like, how's the how's how's the how's married life? And he's like, Oh no, it's all right, like obviously like a few niggles, like a few like having to make compromises um
0: tony pounces on this so like quite...
1: who is she to be given relationship with
0: uh yes a good point that's a very good point yeah.
1: um and he's and he sort of says about um the dvds and like oh i don't always get to watch what i want to watch and she's like oh just little things like what you do with your free time like You're she's <laughs> yeah she's very like manipulative and quite clever for for doing it but yeah. he's stupid for falling for it
0: yeah, she says, "Oh, it sounds like you're in a hellhole." It's like, "Whoa, chill out."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just turns it, turns it up to like hundred degrees. Yeah. Um, goes and slags off, uh, Robin Williams, and gets Jeremy even more on side with like referencing, like she's like, "He's he's like a little gherkin, a stupid little gherkin." Yeah. Um, which I'm not really sure. I've never looked. I mean, obviously, we're recording this in 2019. Robin Williams is like sadly passed away, but back then, obviously, he he was he was still alive. Um, yeah. I've never watched one of his films and thought of him as a Gherkin. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> um, but Jez just has a habit of agreeing with whatever anybody else who he's trying to impress says. Like when the, when they're mocking another person, he just mocks them alongside them. So he goes along with what she's saying, um, and he's like very much just completely eating out the palm of her hand. And she says like, "Do what everyone else does, have an affair."
0: Yeah. Um, Affairs are great, they're simple, and no one gets hurt. And <laughs> just yeah. like, hmm, they're simple, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> and that's what I mean, he's so, he's
1: so simple. Like, he's yeah. like, well, if you're telling me that it's simple, then probably it is simple, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and she keeps knocking on his head, doesn't she? He's wait like well wake up, J- wake up Jeremy, wake up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like stop doing that. <laughs> um, and she's like everyone has affairs, like, mummy, daddy, you, me, John Major, which again is another very British political reference. I don't think I need to explain who John Major was. Four um, PM. I'll yeah. oh, cover it. <laughs> Prime, Prime Minister before Tony Blair. But there were that's just a very epitome of like there were so many political references in in Peep Show. Yeah,
0: yeah, big time. Loads of political references actually. It's only actually now that I've when we're going through looking at it this way, that I've actually noticed quite how many, M- like, specifically MPs are yeah. mentioned.
1: But if you think I can imagine, they're exactly the sort of pair that sit there and watch night together and watch, like, Question yeah. Time and those sort of things. But Tony's really plugging the idea of an affair. It's like, it's so simple. Like, as simple as me shutting the door. I'm putting my hand down your trousers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the point of view, just like her putting her hand down his trousers. But she doesn't put it even
1: down his trousers. She doesn't put it like down the top. She like puts it in his, like in his flies. Yeah. But yeah, the point of view from Jez's angle is, is quite an odd one. And then Um, we get
0: Jeremy's face as well. It's like one of shock.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, we can see where the where we can see where that's heading.
0: Um,
1: so we cut we cut to the house of the flat, Sophie's flat.
0: Yeah, um, and we begin. I spoke about this in episode four that they use the the orphan punchline, yeah. which is something that I love. And Sam's at the end of telling his joke, and again, it's another sort of like Buddhist reference.
2: And I was like, you don't have to be enlightened to work here but it helps
0: <laughs> <laughs> he gets a good reaction again I can't help laughing because I'll laugh at pretty much any, any orphan, orphan punchline yeah. um, and Mark's like playing the line here this situation because he's, he's there as Karen's date but now he knows that Jeff's out of the picture like yeah and he's even sitting next to Sophie he's got nothing yeah, to do like with yeah Ka- like Karen,
1: him and Sophie are on the sofa aren't they together no I and think they're... Karen's on a separate arm oh chair, he should so no Sam de- Sam's on like a poof or something isn't it? He's he over. stood
0: up like delivering his joke, ah, right, and then okay. I think Karen's on an armchair, and then Sophie and Mark are on a sofa. But like Sophie is between Karen and yeah. Mark, so it's not even like they're sort of together. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. very clear where yeah. Mark is putting his effort in. Yeah. But he still has to sort of maintain that balance and in his
3: monologue. He's like playing that line. He's like, keep being charming to Sophie, stay cold and unfriendly to Karen without breaking social convention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then
0: big bad wolf Jeff turns up and he's pretty aggressive here when he arrives. And it does look pretty bad. Like he spots Mark sat next to Sophie and he just turns to her he's like, you moved on pretty fucking
1: quick. Yeah. Um and she's like, like now's not the time, now's not the time and he's like, No need to talk, Sophie, just come to pick up a few things, don't mind me. And Mark, just before this, has completely like gone from one extreme to the other and he's just gone, Don't kill me, like I'm not her date. Like yeah. so he's backtracked so quickly <laughs> in his in, in internal monologue. And when Jeff says, Don't mind me, like I've just come to pick up a few things, Mark in his monologue again just goes, how are we supposed to not mind the maniac? Yeah. Like, like the maniac's here. But Mark tries to steer the topic away from anything too serious or anything to do with Jeff. And says, like, right, old question, but who's the best? Paul or John? John or Paul? And then he's like, Paul, obviously. <laughs>
0: yeah, but for arguments. <laughs> yeah, so, let's
1: yeah. just make this into a discussion. Um, i feel like jeff's
0: this is really inappropriate of jeff just to storm in and start clearing it. oh like, yeah absolutely i do like the, how he takes his mug back from sam yeah. and like empties sam's drink into another one. It's like this mug's mine
1: <laughs> yeah it's quite a, uh, he's it's, it, the whole the whole experience of jeff coming back is quite strange but mark actually does quite a decent thing here like he does it quite cleverly he gets up and tries to get jeff to leave I think he probably stands up initially without a plan in place of what he's going to do. No, But then the way he does it and sort of says, I'm going to basically be the bigger man. is the first time that he actually has the upper hand over Jeff. When he just sort of says, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to like lay a finger on you. Like, I'm going to wait patiently for you to leave or whatever he says.
0: Yeah, he bluffs his way through it, really. So Jeff's like, "Oh, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Just stand here like a civilised man and wait for you to do the civilised thing and leave. Yeah and jeff sort of
1: there's nothing that jeff can do to that if jeff punches him
0: he looks pathetic yeah yeah
1: well he looks very pathetic in a couple of scenes time (laughs) yeah So Um,
0: jeff retreats to the bedroom he says i think you're gonna get some cds or something
1: um so we head back to the flat back to apollo house
0: i just i just want to point out and then mark has a great little internal monologue he's got away with it jeff's sort of retreated mark's won and he celebrates i think into himself brilliant probably looks like i was ready to punch him when actually i was going to use the buddhist as a human shield <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we head back to um apollo house where jez and nancy are enjoying a romantic sausage and mashed dinner um and nancy lets us Je- like like jez wants to know what this is in aid of and jez is sort of saying like, uh sorry nancy sort of says to him oh, you, like you've been so understanding about everything and they, they seem to it seems to be like quite a genuine sort of married couple's dinner, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, she's actually doing something nice for yeah. for once. <laughs>
1: um, and she seems quite fr- genuine and friendly, but then reveals that her mum was quite, like, she's like, mum was pissed when she heard that we got married. I thought she was going to shit. <laughs> yeah, Um. but uses that as, like, a segue to the sort of ex- ex- explaining that now they're married, maybe they can start having sex again, maybe now yeah. it's all the awkwardness in and stuff around sex would be gone now they're married now it's holy what feelings of guilt about sex like nancy's been doing it every which way but was her point when they had the sex ban that like god didn't want them to have sex or like it was more to do with like a spiritual thing Ah, what
0: a bullshit (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah, yeah
1: um but nancy's quickly going back to religion and talking about like it's just a piece of paper a potentially holy one. Yeah. And Jez very quickly feels guilty here about cheating. Um and we get that really good up close shot of the mash and he's just like ramming his fork into the mash. He's like, ah mash will clog up the pores of my brain and make everything more bad. he knows that this
0: well, this is quite rare for Jeremy to actually have, like, morals of for guilt, this. Yeah. yeah, normally he's so, like, instinctive. That he doesn't dwell on anything. Like, yeah. ignore the strings. Like, all oh, that. that's how he yeah. lives his life. Yeah. So this is quite a rare thing for him. And
1: Nancy just tries to take them back to the whole, like... The, the way that was actually... Although we don't like Nancy, like, we have agreed on this podcast we don't like Nancy. She, she sort of takes it back to what they used to be like. That sort of, like, fun-loving, like... Yeah. And she starts a food fight with him, which is a really nice sort of, like... <laughs> They're really nice. Like, they're, they're grown adults. But it's a really nice, like, genuine, like, two two people just having a bit of a laugh together. But before they have the chance to go anywhere, Tony's text him saying, like, where are you, lover boy?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, it's weird. So, Tony, yes yeah, sort of forces Jeremy to come back. But I just feel like he could just sack her off just as easily and just run with the whole Nancy, like, going well again. I feel like it's quite a, like a fork in the road moment for Jez here. Like... Is Nancy going to believe Tony? I don't think so. Like, if he just does what he would normally do, not that I'm saying it's, like, right, but he could quite easily if just get away run with it. With it. Yeah. yeah, and that potentially changes Jeremy's life, really.
1: Yeah, Um. but Jez heads over to Tony's... Yeah, leaving he Nancy. goes. Yeah, Jez heads over to Tony's, leaving Nancy in the lurch, and we find out that male Tony has left... Yeah, um, and he's not coming back. He's 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 run off to have his tummy rubbed um,
0: by Mummy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jeremy, I think, tries to do the honourable thing here. Like he is genuinely going over to be like, what about Nancy? Like, yeah. Like, I I I think he he's doing the right. Th- he's trying to do the right thing. But Tony, again, with her sort of like clever ways, is talking about like.
3: What about me, Jeremy? What about Tony? Where's my lollipop?
1: Why should I have to go
3: without a husband all of a
0: sudden?
2: <gasps> Where's my piece of pie? The farmer wants a wife, Jeremy. Don't answer it. But it's Nancy. Well,
3: cancel it. Unless of course you want me to have a little chat with her about you and your cock.
1: But like Tony's got him over a barrel like ultimately, although you although you said would Nancy believe her? Like she thinks and, t- and and Jeremy realizes that she's got him over a barrel.
0: Yeah, I feel like he could power through it, but Yeah. I suppose, like when you're, if you were in that situation, you'd think differently. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, we presume they. Were there anything else happens here? I... Are we meant to infer that they have sex here?
0: I don't know. I've not thought that before. No. But
1: they may well do.
0: But yeah, we'll leave that. to... Yeah. Let's know what you think. If you have got any strong views yeah. on that. <laughs>
1: um, so we head back to the car crash that's ensuing (laughs) but it's not actually a car crash here because Mark is actually really smooth So what do you think to Karen?
3: Oh, she's nice Great Really nice She She just isn't Isn't what? You
1: That's a really smooth line Yeah I do like that and then, before he gets the chance, they move in for the kiss. That's a big step for Mark. He's not had to yeah. ask it this time. Um, <laughs> they move in for the kiss, and then we hear the loud music pumping from Sophie's bedroom, which has obviously been put on for effect by Jeff. Yeah. Um, but perfect timing, like absolutely <laughs> perfect timing. And they and...
0: arrive to see him crying into one of Sophie's
3: dresses. <laughs> yeah. Public humiliation. Welcome to my world, Will Jeff. I kiss? Although, personally, I wouldn't have picked that dress to cry on. This is the first we've seen, really, of Jeff
0: being... Like, we've not seen Jeff it, it, like, normally such presented as such like a macho, guy's guy. This is the first time we've seen him really vulnerable and sort of show, like, real emotions.
1: But how genuine is it? I, I took it as genuine. Yeah, I, it, it may well be. I'm just sort of raising the, raising the point. Um, I think so. It's, Although it's, his crying does look very weird. Yeah, and smelling addresses, but then Mark sort of retorts with that public humiliation. Welcome to my world, Jeff. Which, like, we both watched this this episode together and both sort of like cracked up at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mark's loving it watching him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
1: and he's and he's loving it even when he gets home. He's buzzing when he gets back to the flat, and his mood is very quickly cut down by. By Jeremy. Well it's weird to begin with it all seems fine like Nancy
0: calls Jeremy hubby I think gives him some dinner doesn't she like it all seems like okay for the first like yeah. 20 seconds or so and Mark comes in yeah he's boasting about how well things are going with Sophie and Nancy's excited about it as well and then he sits down turns to Jez he's like oh yes like now it's coming together my friend look at you with your beautiful American wife and me with my Lovely, maybe girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> we should get a couple of tandems and go to the Pyrenees and pick grapes or some crazy. He's just thing. got
1: like he's just so happy. It's really quite sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just think Nancy is. I I know that Jez has done something wrong, but this whole thing, this whole relationship, is just a, it's so fake that I feel like she's unnecessarily cruel to him here in what she's about to do and how she behaves. Like, they could just chuck her out of the flat if they wanted to, but she charges in.
1: Oh, Jess, I was wondering if you could sleep on the couch tonight. I'm on my way to see Metallica at Wembley Arena and I've taken a couple E's, so I'm gonna start feeling pretty horny soon. And if I meet somebody, which, um, you know, I probably will, will wanna come back and vote. So, I'll need the bed. Later. And yeah, like, I suppose at that point, they could just be saying, right, all right, then, Jez is lost here. Yeah, um, like, why should yeah. they
0: continue to support her and <laughs> let her live there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it kind of baffles me a bit. I don't know, I suppose with what Jez is about to say, they, maybe he still thinks there's a chance. So Jez tells Mark about the whole situation and that he's cheated on Nancy and that he told her because, quote, stupid honesty, yeah. um, and that now the marriage is nothing more
1: than a husk. <laughs> uh, that, does, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and then
0: he, he turns to Mark, and like...
2: Do you think maybe if I plead and plead and plead, she'll forget all about it and things will go back to like before? Honestly. Quite honestly, not brutally honestly then yeah absolutely cheers mate no problem mate
0: the way they look at each other is so desperate yeah. so oh, i feel so bad for poor jez in this episode
1: but that's the end of the episode. Like it is. It's ended well for one, and and not so well for the other. Nancy's a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the soundbite we're taking from this one. But we end <laughs> we end this episode on uh, the song "I Can't Live." Um, yes, which
0: is what uh, Jeff was crying yeah, um, to, and
1: also a nice um, sec- uh, selection of their wedding photos. Yeah, as um, the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, which is quite nice that they've gone to the effort of taking those photos. <laughs> Like those photos are like they've had, they've had to do those as an extra, th- extra yeah. thing, which is quite a nice little touch yeah, by point. the writers there. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode.
0: So the quiz. The quiz.
1: Now I've rattled this quiz together quite last minute. So I'm hoping <laughs> I've, I've gone with the right, um, the right tone because I think last uh, last episode or the last episode I did the quiz for was was a was a tad tat- <laughs> <laughs> So let's roll with the quiz. So Nancy's interview. What time is Nancy's interview when she has to leave the wedding? If or she says if I can get there by a certain time. Oh, uh, if I can get there by four. Yeah. On Jeremy Stagdo, what is Hans drinking when they get like? And I want to be specific. What's it? What he's drinking when they get to the hospital? He's drinking something.
0: Oh, like what brand of lager? Yeah, is what it? brand of lager uh, is it? Um... I've got in my head that the can is black, so I'm going to say Guinness. It,
1: I It's Carling. It's black and white.
0: Ah. It's the black and white
1: Carling can. Um, okay, right, so those two were relatively easy. Uh, these next three might be a bit more challenging. So when they get back to the flat straight after the wedding and Nancy's doing her doobie-doing, Jeremy's sitting there wearing a black T-shirt with white writing on it. What does this, It's a one-word slogan on his T-shirt. What does the one-word slogan say on his T-shirt? Uh, ooh. no. It says mellow. Mellow. <laughs> um, this was quite easy, I hope. At the end of the episode when Jez goes to see Tony, she tells him that he's gone somewhere to have his tummy rubbed by mummy. Where's he gone?
0: Oh, he's gone off to Lincoln. Yeah.
1: Um shout out Lincoln every time and um this one's got nothing to do with like the answer's got nothing to do with anything that happens really in the episode. Um, the song that Jez is sorry that Jeff is listening to at the end is like the I can't live. We know what the song is. who sings that song I'll get I've got two answers written down. I've got the band who originally sang it, and then I've got I think the person that's singing the version that he's listening to. Oh, all the bands, all the bands, Kasabian, <laughs> the bands. Kasabian, Kasabian. Not the Beatles, was it? Or Snow Patrol? <laughs> um, famously a four-piece. <laughs> um, mate, I don't, th- I don't think you'd get it. I'd not heard of either of the people. No. It was written by a band called Badfinger, and that version was sung by Harry Nilsson. <laughs> there we go. That's the the quiz. We've a slight improvement on the previous week but, well I yeah. did
0: yeah I did better than last time <laughs> so oh, yeah, I don't think much. much yeah. <laughs> um, so and uh, that's the end of series two so I, I think it's been a fantastic series of the show I have to say so thank you very much for joining us for our second series if you've enjoyed the show and want to hear more you can subscribe to us right here if you haven't already and seeing as it's the end of the series why not leave us a quick review if you'd like to get in touch with us, ask a question, leave feedback, any of that stuff, you can email us at pharaohs at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at podcastpharaohs. And on Facebook, just search Podcast Secrets of the pharaohs. So I think we'll take another break before we come back for series three. So last time it was about a month, so probably be about the same like last time. Um, But we'll shout out on social for a specific date when we're coming back. But if you're subscribed to us here already, then we should just appear straight back in your feed anyway. So there we go. That is it for the end of series two of Podcast Seekers of the Pharaohs. Thank you very much for listening. And thanks again for joining me, Rob.
1: I would like to bang her.